held in the holy waters. A global community of empathy and intelligence. We walk with one vision. Enter the temple. Welcome everybody. I am here with Isabella Wilde, my ally in life. And today we are sitting on Wadundi land in the Hemp Temple, Margaret River. And we're going to speak into Isabella's mythopoetic manuscript, Empathic Leadership in Business. So, is I just want to open the conversation with the title of your book and if you could speak into what empathic leadership means. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, interestingly, um, the greatest majority of my journey with the book had a different title and was sitting under a different energetics that originally was conjured by you <laughs> in our journey of business together and your idea many years ago, being in the system and coming to a business meeting the next day and being like, oh my God, it's so horrendous what they're teaching. And yeah, the lack of integrity, the lack of um, presence and true connection to the sacredness of, you know, using resources or, you know, um, working with the earth for self-fulfillment and to sustain ourselves. It has to have quite a, um, a reverential, sacred element of connected um, gratitude for what we have and the abundance of, yeah, this earth and this planet. So originally it was ritual in business and that intent was about bringing in that ritualistic presence, that ability to slow down and connect with what you're doing and your work process and why you want to make a business and how you want to do it and why you want to work with the people you want to work with and just bringing in like integrity by aligning your critical thought and heart integrity into every single possible window of business creation. And then so towards the end of its... Um, journey in writing it I actually yeah had a shift and felt like it wasn't the right title anymore and I had just undergone this training with my beautiful teacher um, Chrissy Fiermain a shamanic healing modality called empathic communication and this awakening or like this key coming together of empathy as the word that entails kind of like um not a religion, but like if that was to be a non-dogmatic word, like that sacred <clears throat> devotional way of anchoring yourself to 
like a worldview of life, like how to be in this world, is empathy because that word you don't there is no language that sits within it. It is without language. So it's the the ability to simply feel another and feel the earth and feel the conversation of every living thing around us, and it just dissolves all bridges, all separate, um, all borders. Sorry all separation and all boundaries in this unity. It is unity consciousness. It is this empathic relation. And so I feel like in leadership, in business, we have this immense responsibility of our capacity to influence on a, on a grand scale. Um, the psychology and the minds and the relationships and the actual system itself across the earth. So it's this immense responsibility that I think goes under-acknowledged a lot of the time. It is this position of leadership, and yet there are no true leaders that I see, or very few, and more emerging. But empathic leadership is that ability, that arrival, that embodied presence of having coming to that place of self-knowledge, like really knowing yourself and walking your talk and leading through business, through empathy. So, so through that heart intelligence, through deep feeling, through intention and ritual and integrity. Yeah, I think that that's kind of how I would wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it feels... It feels, and I'm also experiencing it, but what does it feel like to start business with the paradigm of the patriarchal way and then shift gear or integrate the empathic way? Mm. So it's like mm. you have business and then you have this empathic business and mm. we've definitely transmuted that through our bodies and perhaps this is where the ritual ties in but can you just speak into that shift that that can occur mm. yeah I think that you know the shift from that more conditioned state of being in business and having, for example, more of a money-centered orientation as to the why of business, like starting business and really focusing on, I want to make this much money, I want to be this big, I want to have this many stores, I want to, you know, this centerpiece, which money has become in the why of a business, even if the people are have, you know, beautiful intentions and um, heart-based, wholesome people. Like, having the money at the centre, which is the old paradigm of business, is toxic. And it's, scar it's actually a scarcity way of approaching business. So <clears throat> that's kind of an example of where many people start out um, as entrepreneurs in being carved off the block of the big system and the big grid, the big model of this is how, this is what success looks like as a business. And then, you know, that spark or desire, that impulse that awakens in people to shift out of that happens in so many different ways. And, 
usually I find it is tied into some sort of um, desire or call to go into a self-discovery process, you know, a transformational process. Maybe something happens in your life or, you know, the environmental crisis has been a big um, activator for a lot of people because that is this leeway into grief and devastation in seeing all of the incredible biodiversity and the beautiful creatures and and humanity just absolutely devastated and destroyed and that sparks this this process through the heart this emotional journey into realizing um, that model doesn't make any sense and it can't sustain itself it's it's literally a degradative model like it's not even a sustainability model like Sustainability isn't a model. It's either regenerative or it's degenerative. And so I guess that shift for people, it is natural. It's a natural occurrence and I think it's already happening. It's part of that shift in collective consciousness. It's, there were trailblazers, um, you know, 20 years ago and I feel like we're just in the sweet spot of it and now it's just kind of like clicking off like light bulbs everywhere. Like everyone's getting this surge and this rise to awareness and consciousness and, you know, a desire to be better and how can we do better and knowing that's not so easy sometimes in the in the systems that are in place. But that shift is one of heart and that's why it's so interwoven with the self-transformational journey, you know, the journey into our own traumas and into really coming to know ourselves, really expressing and feeling our feelings within the moment, knowing what belief systems we hold, having really healthy relationships. All of this is a seamless, um, it happens kind of seamlessly. You can't have this move to integrity in business without it coming from, or without it affecting a move to integrity in your authenticity, in yourself. So it is this, this, yeah, like it's like it ignites a full-bodied, full-spectrum life transformation when that does happen. If you have started business through more of a uh, conditioned post-colonialist patriarchal form, like I know when it happened for us, um, it just happened simply through the awareness of the fashion industry and how toxic and disgusting and heartbreaking and we were like in collapse on the floor and on on Anna's kitchen floor when we watched the true cost after we we were only a couple months into business and we were like just crying and raging and devastated that I couldn't believe we couldn't believe that this reality was going on and so many you know fashion businesses just popping up and sustaining and not shifting so I think when you do come into contact with deeply heart life shattering awarenesses which happens through documentaries or meeting people or stories or your own experiences it just kind of sparks a natural process and a natural shift you can just trust in that natural impulse when we reattune ourselves to nature nature is regenerative deep yet yeah, regenerative <laughs> so in that achievement, when we find the nature within ourselves and the nature around us, we naturally harmonise with that regenerative cycle. Mm, thank you. So if in the old paradigm money is the centre, I can feel into what 
we have at the centre of ours, but what is at the centre to remain committed to the vision if it's not money? I think it has to be... It's not a clear-cut... Nothing about the new paradigm of business is a cut-and-copy how-to model. Like, those... In every realm, actually, all how-to models need to be completely eradicated from our world because it's taking the uniqueness and the diversity of, you know, the wonderful creative expression of how different everything is and how different our own bodies are and how different the foods are we need and all of these specifics. And so that that's why the vision part was such a, a beautiful part because finding your vision is, is not just through business. It's, it really is your vision of life. It's like what is sitting at the centre of your deepest heart's truth, your deepest heart's value, your deepest heart's longing, like your most sacred vision for all of humanity, for this earth, for this incarnation. Like if you could experience one thing, you know, would it be freedom? Would it be truth? Would it be peace? Love? Wisdom. We all have different nuances and they all sit in the same... They all sit with each other when you do find those really core. But there needs to be nuances because we need leaders in all the different sections. So someone needs to have wisdom over love and someone needs love over freedom and that centre point, that vision, yeah, it has to be this deep, vulnerable, tender explosion from your heart. It has to reverberate and resonate through all of your body so that when you are in the path of business and it does get hard or you do get swayed off track or it's difficult to make that decision that is in integrity, you can always come back to that vision, always come back and it holds it all. It holds the imperfection and it realigns you again and again and again because it is such a pure truth and it's such a pure path. It's the light that just like holds space throughout all of the shifts um, and inevitable pitfalls and moments of darkness that are in life and are in the business journey. So what, what are the biggest challenges that you've faced in business and how do you, you spoke into that, that bigger vision and the light that holds space and what are, what are the practical things, like what are the practical tools and what are the, how, do you, how do you find yourself with the ability to recommit because it's hard. Mm. Yeah. What was the first part of the question? Um, what are the what are the biggest challenges that oh, you've that you've yeah. personally faced? And then um, and what? How do you how do you find yourself recommitting yeah. within that space of light? Mm, yeah. Personally, definitely, the biggest challenges have been. Um, compromise and actually I would say too because because business is multi-dimensional and it is interwoven you know the difficultest part is that step into leadership and overcoming personal fears and limitations and transforming limiting beliefs and all of that aspects the really personal part 
that you feel like would be separate from business but is so interwoven. Obviously, all of those challenges were the deepest. (laughs) But actually, in business, in the more physical business realm, definitely the, the small decisions of where I feel like because of the state of our world, so many small decisions compromise on integrity somewhere. Because in to be in the system, the system itself is toxic, it is corrupt, it is, you know, uh, it's a head fuck. <laughs> it's really hard to function in the system and be in true integrity because every single person you give money to you empower their choices. So every single partnership, every single collaboration, every single relationship, whoever you empower, you're responsible in some way for their actions. Like it's this subtle web of influence and that's why allyship and who you work with is so critical because we have the capacity when we come together to make huge impact when we align on our values and our integrity and also you know a positive huge impact and also a pos- a huge negative impact if you align on you know more negative values such as money because that has the that affects the chain into um, slave trade and exploitation and all of the rest of it so those small decisions like when we were so small and didn't have the money to be in complete integrity and buy the best stuff or, you know, having to do what we could do to sustain ourselves because we knew the integrity of our vision and we knew what we really wanted to achieve down the track. Mm -hmm. We really had to compromise here and there. And um, that was really hard to, to reconcile and you know, know that sometimes you're a part of the problem to be a part of the solution. And that's why it's so difficult, (laughs) I find, um, giving people advice who want to start businesses because our global ecology, our world climate is getting just ever more tense. And, um, yeah, there's a lot going on which just increases and increases the degree of responsibility that we have when we do step into business to do the best that we can. And yeah, I find that, that's why I find that simplicity, like simplifying what we wanna do is such a huge key because it takes away from any kind of like old models of consumers trends. For example, like the fashion industry having to do season after season of new collections. I just think that's totally ridiculous and unsustainable when we could simplify and create things and express our authenticity through who we are rather than relying on, you know, excessively consuming and buying and having to change our physical appearance all the time. Like, is this surface reality is the unsustainable reality. We have to go deeper and we have to go into the core of simply being okay in our bodies as we are and just emanating just emanating that simple, true, pure joy of the human existence, which is feeling and passion and connection and relating and really high quality things, like really high quality food, really high quality water, just high quality thoughts, like all of these things that have been 
totally degraded in the process of, uh, you know, colonialism and everything else. Our, our mind and our bodies and our hearts are so misaligned that this unease that we feel is, creates the destruction. It creates the world collapse. And the harmonisation of our world, like, utterly depends on that harmonisation of our inner environments. I've totally swayed from the question. No, and I think it's <laughs> I think it's really beautiful. I just want to, you know, speak, reflect back the wisdom of that. And it's like authentic expression is beyond what we see with our eyes. Mm. Of authentic expression is felt. Mm. It's a heart energy, it's the sound of a voice, it's mm. the movement of the body, it's an act. It's beyond the clothing. It's beyond what you look like. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so priceless, that wisdom. Mm. And to take that forward with anyone starting a business, that it's like it doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah. And so, yeah, and like even us starting out, we looked so chaotic, <laughs> but people could feel the heart in it mm. and that's actually what's carried us the whole way through yeah, yeah. is the heart and yeah and then just going back a bit further and just speaking into the small compromises that you need to allow a higher vision and how that can be transmuted through your body mm. through your acts of self-work it's like where there's compromise perhaps there's like a compromise of the soul where you're not in full expression or integrity mm. and it's a journey because we come out of school and we haven't been taught these things and it's okay yeah and to also like know that putting yourself out on platforms like Instagram you know anyone out there that feels like they need to hold brands accountable or like you know put their their voice in it's like just take a step back and and see if their bigger picture is in integrity with what you're actually about to say to them like mm. are they doing their best and yeah. are they sharing their values of love and truth and um for anyone wanting to start like just start mm. stay simple stay in your heart yeah and it will be okay yeah it is definitely really complex the, the way people are approaching that, um, you know, the conversation of integrity, those people who do actively, like, scour through businesses and go, you're not doing this, 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 but you say this, 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 this. And though that is, you know, that, that is a piece of what we need and where we're going because that's definitely how we need to approach the big giant businesses and corporations who are controlling our world. Small businesses are a different thing. Small, small businesses are people. And, you know, part of the biggest message of this book is rehumanizing re business. And that includes the way that we speak to each other. And especially within, you know, this world climate, the chaos of our outer world is exactly what's happening for every single human being on the inside. We are in this storm, this volcanic tempest, this raging shift cataclysm of feeling inside every single person. 
And when we do approach people unconsciously aggressively, you know, passive aggressively in that command of integrity and, and of values, we're actually often part of the problem because we're not taking that self-accountability that the greater picture of us all is peace, is peace on earth and peace cultures. And that utterly depends upon the way that we speak to each other, the way that we speak to ourselves. So instead of, you know, shooting at each other with our words and our actions, you can always do better. Like just turn, if you want that command of integrity, like be better yourself, command more love and compassion of yourself, command more, um, you know, whatever it is, but just like empower ourselves. We need to become our own self-authority figures. And that is just needs to totally eradicate the blame and shame game that has infiltrated um, Instagram. Obviously those businesses are toxic um, platforms because they're out of integrity from, you know, the core of creation, the core of where they're created. But just a side thought on that, uh, conversation of compromise because we have been focusing on life our collective lens through which we see what our world is a surface reality physical reality one that when we do have to compromise or we do have to we can't make the best quality choice in that moment but we will later down the track in business the truth is that we're actually in an energetic web and if you can't make that choice that you want to make in that moment, you can balance it out. You can be in your integrity by doing that work energetically. So like moving within, joining forces with your business partners if you have them, and sending your intent out into the field, like doing that prayer, doing those words, sending that intent, like building that vibration and shifting the collective field. And it's not a new age thing. It's actually the quantum field of reality. This is how life works. And that's why the future of business is so interwoven into a collective shift of understanding the world from every level, not just the spiritual um, segments of reality, uh, you know, the spiritual people, but also, you know, normal people. We need to understand that we are in a quantum field of intelligence and that's how nature works. It's the empathic communication between the roots and the mycelium network and the sky and the atmosphere and this cycle mm. that we are a part of. And it's this subtle, invisible communication in the quantum field. So we have the power within business to shift that quantum field. And, you know, if you're making a decision that you think is in the highest integrity because you can afford it, but you're actually in fear and you're pushing heaps of scarcity thoughts and you're not being really nice to your workmates or you're sending emails that have passive aggressiveness or whatever's happening, you know, that misalignment is the same. It's like the whole picture is beyond the physical. It's beyond our physical actions, though they are a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I feel... You've just spoken into um, one of the core aspects of your book is ritual and ritual being the ability to empathically program this web that we're in mm. through 
what has been spiritual, a ritual, but now as we move into this shift, it's actually uh, it's us in our sovereignty. It's us in our free will. It's us as creators. So can you just speak um, into what, what ritual, how ritual plays out in your book? Mm. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely feel like ritual can be a spectrum that you can access wherever you're comfortable. So it's a, it is a spiritual word and a lot of people actually have a lot of charge around it because, you know, there are things like satanic rituals and, you know, it has a common... Like all English words, they've been totally destroyed. But, it yeah, so if you want to access ritual from a non-spiritual, non-religious state what it's asking of you is presence. It's really just coming into a state of presence, uh, getting clear on your intent and aligning your intent with your presence and then beginning your work from that state with detachment to the outcome. And then at the end of the process, having a moment of critical evaluation of how that intent came through and then using that evaluation to begin your next thing. So ritual is simply a call to being more aware, being more aware of our actions, including our thoughts and feelings in every single moment. So whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, aligning those two things as one and bringing them into your communication, like that's a ritual, ritualizing communication, such as creating safe spaces when there is tension in business that you can step into with the intent to clear the tension and with the intent to harmonize again and see how that intent plays out in you know having a supportive framework of such as nonviolent communication and listening to each other and being able to speak without um, gaslighting or projecting and having that cauldron you know set and safe and secure that's ritual also ritual can be the way that we uh, start a business meeting, how we end a business meeting, how we offer tea to our, you know, workmates or something. Um, it's literally just living life with more presence and more intention and more accountability. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'd love to move into now, um, you know, living with you while you wrote this book was um, an experience to see to see you, the the devotion and the commitment and the ritual that you um, embodied through the whole journey. And can you just share with us what what your ritual for writing the book was to be a conduit for this uh, poetic manuscript that's come? you know, from the heart of the earth. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the book was germinating for a couple of years and then last December I had the real moment to be like, okay, it's time to make a decision. Am I going to do this or am I not? And then once that was made, which was essentially getting clear on why I would do it, this huge project, um, which is service you know really realizing that this business realm it does need to be changed like now yesterday <laughs> and 
being definitely more of a poetically inclined person it's a bit of a daunting realm like sitting in the business critical thought for a whole year is a lot but that's why bringing in ritual was so healing and it was that bigger vision so once I did begin in December really every day I would just clear my space meditate um, set the intention I would use a specific oracle card deck and ask what energies wanted to come through this day um, and then I'd sit with those whatever those messages were and think about them and feel into at what point I needed to start the book so it was really non-linear like I would start here and then I'd go there and then I'd go back and it was just this this dance of whatever was whatever message and what needed to come through that day and then shuffling it and shuffling it and it was like a puzzle like kind of putting it together it definitely wasn't like a you know, a linear, clear start and finish process. And also when I started to really, once the body was there and I started to really get a grasp of it more, I would, as life is, because we already are on these um, shamanic healing journeys all the time and constantly up-leveling and our house is just a big cauldron of transformation. But every time I would go through a shift, I'd sit down and be like, I have to write this all again. And I'd, every t- I'd go through every line and I'd shift every line and I'd be like, okay, that feels more like my truth now. And then it'd just keep happening and happening and happening. And I was like, Fred, I don't know how much more I can keep doing this. I better finish this book soon. Like, because, yeah, just sitting in integrity, I'm like, what is the most timeless truth coming through? What is, um, you know, and I would really bring in a lot of prayer. I'd be like, um, so yeah, sending that intention every single day just to bring through what the world needs, what, um, yeah, keys, keys of insight, keys of wisdom, and trusting myself, like getting my human out of the way, um, bringing in, you know, poetry where I thought it was needed, and then more groundedness, and then balancing in the elements kind of of it, and yeah, and then I guess the letting go aspect at the end because it feels like it could always just keep getting um, better and more and the perfectionism, the perfectionism in me has to, like, yeah, let go like a baby cutting the umbilical cord or letting it fall away and, yeah, gifting it on to the world with the vulnerability of, yeah, having been through that big cocoon um, that solitude of sitting with spirit and yeah now letting it on letting it go thank you I yeah I want to um, what what are the core pillars that you speak into in this book and how are they showing up and manifesting in your world? Because it feels like, you know, the since writing this book, our whole lives have changed. Mm-hmm. We've come deeper into integrity within ourselves and our reality has totally shifted. We're sitting here now in our temple. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's such a... Um, you know, we're sitting in the testament of your work right now. It's fully manifested. And so what, what's got us here? 
Mm-hmm. What are those core truths that we mm. constantly come back to? Yeah, I would definitely say we're sitting in the in our work, in the manifestation of our work and everything that we've all been through to to create this this space and arrive at this space. All of our I wouldn't have I wouldn't be here without you guys and um, vice versa. So it's a sacred weaving and it is our wisdom that is woven through the book and our learnings through um, the intensity and sacredness of relating which is one of the pillars, so relational intelligence um, in which empathy kind of sits under the umbrella of relational intelligence with relating is the, you know, the core truth of existence itself. Everything relates and that web of communication is um, really vital. So definitely learning how to have relations within business healthy relations and from your relationship to yourself to your relationship to work to the earth to your thought processes to each other on and on it goes um which ties into definitely rehumanizing business structures um and that sits with having an emotional heart-based orientation to work and really letting our feelings and our passion and our truest north of love and that vision and yeah, what we really are um, encoded and longing to do, letting that drive our work rather than scarcity and fear or any other agendas that have us following the wrong path. Um, Mm, it's <laughs> because it's not linear I definitely have been like what are the pillars like because I, they could just branch on and on but the core pillars are definitely def- redefining success uh, through like authenticity and discovering what truly nourishes the soul what truly nourishes like what lifestyle you want to live and then letting your business be carved from that because once we realize what lifestyle we want to live if it is coming from our true authenticity it's usually quite simple and wholesome and then business can then reflect that and it doesn't ask us to go beyond our natural rhythms and instead mirrors it um any other pillars that are coming to me right now healing healing is definitely i f- i feel in the business realms which are talking into regeneration and yeah regeneration of our planet I feel like using the word or recognizing the word healing within that is quite fundamental because regenerating our earth is not separate it's not a separate event it doesn't just happen on the surface skin of our planet it is coming from and is interwoven with the human beings and regenerating ourselves and so regeneration is a process of healing and that healing is something that we all have to go through so being trauma informed understanding the trauma which has saturated our earth and which is carried in every single human being is fundamental to the regeneration of the whole so having yeah 
whole concepts and root concepts um, is the lens through which the work has been yeah, created. I'd love to, just because I'm having fun, um, <laughs> can you just speak into what love means for you in the book? Because it's such a... Um, it's lost its meaning and I just would love to hear it reawakened through this space for mm. people to hear what love really means for you and for us. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the core of it, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like love is really true freedom. Love is the space in which we are allowed to just simply be in our pure authenticity and have nothing expected of us, no agendas, nothing to do. It's just simply to live a life with an orientation towards doing things that, for the pleasure of it and for the service of it, you know. I find when we do rediscover, when we unleash our emotions, so when we come into the awareness that we are extremely suppressed, the majority of us, and that suppression has been won um, majorly on our emotions. So our emotions have been suppressed. We're numb. And that's the reason why our earth, our people aren't unified in action towards the devastation and collapse and crisis and the news that streams in on us. It's just insane. There is no news that can come to us which would have us rise to the occasion as a unified whole because that would have happened already. Like, there is so much devastation, it's insane. But this feeling, this uncaging of our emotions, this process of releasing primarily, you know, the grief, the rage, the devastation, the loss is this deep purification and cleansing which then allows us to come into understanding that all of those emotions are actually love. Every single one of those emotions are powerful, powerful love. So our rage is actually the most essential component of our energetic, our resource, which we need to move into action and defend and protect and nurture and regenerate the earth. If we can't tap into the rage and the grief and loss and devastation, but specifically the rage, we won't have the energy to do the work that we need to do. And so within that rage is this deep, primal, fierce mother love of wanting to protect and defend that which we love. If you had a child, and that child was about to be taken away from you, or that child was about to be hurt, you, what you would be able to do, what you would have capacity and energy to do is unfathomable. I don't think we could really understand until you're in that situation. And that love is what we need to unleash for ourselves, what we need to defend for ourselves from the negative limiting thoughts, from the energies that come in and try and make us small and feel unworthy and unlovable. It's what we need to defend each other from you know, the tyranny of comparison and competitiveness and, you know, this de degradating way of relating. And it's also what we need to protect and defend and regenerate our earth. It's this fierce love within every single 
of um, aspect of the spectrum of the emotions. So emotional maturation is the key. It's the pathway. But love specifically for me within the journey is really has something that I rediscovered or was anchored by. Um, love was what guided me through my own process of healing and it was, you know, tethered, it was you and Anna which which held me there and and commanded <laughs> my deepest authenticity um, through all of the all of the trauma and all of the shadow and all of the edges and fear. Um, so it is the lo love is really what's held our business together. It's been our journey and I feel like the integrity of that love has been, you know, um, it's unified with my love of the earth and our love of humanity and of animals and everything's just one. Once you have that love experienced in your life and released and you feel love truly for the first time, there is nothing around you that is separate from that deep love. You feel it's that state of empathy. It's that state of love. It's whatever is happening to that plant, to that animal, to that human is happening to you. And that commands leadership. That commands that we stand up and act and defend and be vigilant and feel, resource ourselves with our feelings into a new earth, a new way, a new system, a new allyship, new communities, new local economies, every single thing that we need to do, but through an orientation of love. Thank you, Is. I feel like to just conclude this, this moment is with your book is for people that are feeling the call and don't know where to start. Mm. It's for all of you out there that have the seed of leadership, that feel what you've just said mm. and you've either just started or you've, you, you want to start and is has, has the manuscript for you mm. to walk the path that's calling you forward. Yeah. Because if you're listening to this, you have felt the call to action and Izzy has the way to do it. So we've, we're walking it, mm. we're supporting you, whoever buys this book, we're energetically holding you because mm. we've, Izzy's encoded it into the Akashic Records. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we've got you, we've got your back and we support you and... Um, yeah. 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 And for those already on the business path. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs>